The biggest complaint I hear from women is that they don't have the support they need from family and friends to uplevel their life, or they just don't know how to do it. Well, I'm changing all that. I have met amazing women on my podcast, and it's inspired me to create the Warrior Women Mastermind. What's a mastermind? It's a small group of women, hand-selected by me, specifically designed and curated for those women who want to up-level their business, brand, and mindset. You'll get incredible support and meet like-minded women in a non-competitive environment. You'll have incredible access to my network of coaches, entrepreneurs, and experts in every field to accelerate you on every level. My next mastermind is launching in the fall. Feeling like you need a push? A boost? Someone to pull you up where you're supposed to be? Well, go to my website at lizswadek.com and schedule a discovery call to learn more about how you can apply. That's Liz, L-I-Z-S-V-A-T-E-K.com. This is invitation only, ladies, but that invitation is waiting for you. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Saki is a Sanskrit word that means a female friend or confidant, the one who supports and encourages you without judgment. When we are in a time of reinvention, We need the wise counsel of our Sakis, the women who are our close friends and advisors. What does it take to grow yourself, to let that fire that burnt you move you to be someone else's guiding light? You don't get to be a warrior by avoiding pain and suffering. I encourage women to share even what they sometimes believe are their most shameful and dark parts of themselves, because in doing that, they realize they're never alone. Reinventing yourself takes an abundance of self-compassion. My guest today is on a compassion journey that began in India. And as she expands and grows, she has learned to not only have compassion for herself, but for her fellow Sakis as well. Okay, let's get started. But first, our amazing sponsor. Being an entrepreneur can be lonely. That's why I joined the Bra Network. That's the Business Relationships Alliance. Just like a good bra, the Bra Network lifts, gathers, and connects you to other like-minded entrepreneurial women with the knowledge that when we work together, we rise together. For me, the Bra Network provides the community, mentorship, collaboration, and empowerment I was looking for. From business, marketing, and finance courses to curated events to weekly Zoom meetups, The Bra Network works to advance women across the country. If you haven't joined, now's the time. Use your special code, WARRIOR, for your discount. And join today at bra-network.com. That's bra-network.com. All right, everybody. Today, I'm talking to a friend I've known on Instagram for a while. But when I saw what she was doing in her community, I asked her to come on the show. 
Meninder Grang runs a support group from 16,000 plus women, mainly of South Asian origin, and partners with local nonprofits to give back. She also works with those nonprofits to provide legal, emotional, and monetary support to women in need in her community. She's a warrior mom of two who's been married for 17 years. And on the side, you know, she's an IT professional with the MBA. I mean, just on the side, right? I mean, welcome to the show, Meninder. Thank you so much, Liz. I am absolutely excited. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you hear any screams in the back, I promise you there's no torture going on. My younger one is playing Fortnite and there's a <laughs> lot of action going on on that side. So please ignore any screams. I think everybody can relate to Fortnite. Yes, we all know that we all have that going on in the background. That's hysterical. Okay, well, Meninder, I'm so excited because we we are Instagram friends and we kind of like each other's pictures and we'll DM each other and be like, you go girl and love you and everything's great. But we really don't know each other. So I'm so excited to get to know you today and hear about your group that, you, that you're you helping with too. So tell me, I like to go back to the beginning, Meninder. I wanna go back to the beginning. So tell me about you as a little kid growing up with your family and tell me what did you think you would be when you grew up? Um, That's a beautiful question because it brings back so many wonderful memories. So uh, starting from the very beginning, I was was born in a very simple middle-class family. I mean, there was uh, nothing extraordinary about our life. My parents, my father and my mother, they both belong to agricultural background. They both, uh, their parents or their families were uh, farming communities. And then my father and my mother, they moved to the city, uh, which is also the capital of uh, one of the states where I was born. And uh, I was the third girl child, which is uh, not always the best thing that can happen to a couple in India during those times, you know, the 40 years back. But oh, yes, because wasn't it wasn't it a thing like they were like, oh, my God, if you have a girl like that's the worst thing can happen to your family. Yes. I mean, and third girl in a row, it's it's like, oh, my God, you know, but thankfully, my parents were very progressive, like especially my dad. Um, he had a huge focus on education. I can tell you, I mean, there's an anecdote I'll share with everyone here that when I was little and my mother was also working professional and my dad was also working, right? As a little girl, I saw some of my friends going to like sewing classes and my dad was like, no, you're not doing this. You're doing your math. That's what you need to focus on. And I guess- Forget sewing, you need math. Yes, and he was like, no, do your math, you know? And I think those values, that thought process has imbibed in me so much. I mean, if we talk about uh, feminism, my dad, who's a Sikh guy, I mean, you look at him, very traditional, he wears a turban, you know? You won't imagine that what a big feminist he is, you know? Back in the days, in like 40, 45 years back, right? I would see other dads sitting on their, you know, sofas and watching TV while the mom is cooking. In my household, I know that if my mom is cooking dinner, my dad is making mango shake for the kids, you know. On weekends, I saw my mom and dad both doing laundry. So those are the kind of things that, you know, shape you. You understand equality. You understand that, you know, just because you are a 
different gender doesn't mean you're inferior. I mean, it doesn't mean you're superior, but you're equal and you're important in your own way. So I guess uh, this was my childhood. And right from the beginning, uh, you know, I knew that I, I will be doing higher education. I mean, it was not a choice. It was not like, you know, I would say that hmm, I don't want to do this. You know, it was something that was weaved in our family values that you have to go out, you have to learn, you have to contribute back to the society. Um, but deep down, I always wanted to be an actress. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I was like, there's something's going on here. I kn- I swear to you, I knew this was coming. I, because you're like, they wanted, they told me to do the math. I, I knew I had to do higher education. I'm like, but there was something going on. Yes, you wanted to be an actress, of course. I mean, if I had- You wanted to be in Bollywood. I would have gone to Bollywood or done some theater. Even now, I mean, Liz, this is not even funny. I mean, I actually enrolled myself on the backstage and I'm like, maybe I can be that girl in the background mopping the floor. Maybe, you know, it's never too late. (laughs) It's never too late. And you're so beautiful. You really could do Bollywood stuff. So let me just say, you're gorgeous. So yes, I say yes to your Bollywood acting career starting now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Tell me though, you had to restart your whole life because you immigrated here to America in your twenties, right? Tell me about that time in your life. Sure. I was probably uh, 27. My parents, they started immigrating. My family started immigrating in say late eighties, early nineties. And by the time I was probably 17 or 18, my dad had already moved, but because of the whole immigration system, you have to wait for so many years and, you know, and by the time I got my visa, you know, um, my boyfriend at that time, my husband now, you know, we were like, now if I go, then it's going to be another cycle. We decided that we're going to come together and we came together. And uh, he was uh, an engineer with IBM back in India. I was, you know, working with the university as a microbiologist. And all of a sudden, it was a reset. I still remember. And my kids hate the story. They're like, they literally roll their eyes on us. But we, are, we literally came with like a couple of hundreds in our pocket and, you know, started from the beginning. And I remember that I used to work in a small company and great memories from there. But, but here's something I want to share. So... I was full-term pregnant. I was going to college to do my MBA. And I mean, I would commute for two hours from my house to my work, then another 45 minutes to my college, then come back in the evening at 11 p.m. home. I mean, so I have seen struggle, but at the same time, if you know where you're going, you know, if you have the grit in you and if you have the intention to work hard and to be somewhere I think it's not that hard then you know now it's very glamorous to tell the story at that time it was just a way of life I didn't even think about it you know I was just doing things the way they were happening so I don't think I did anything special than the rest of us I think we all do our part we all do the best we can do and that's what life is, I guess. Yeah, but you know what? You came here with a couple hundred in your pocket. And let me just say, not everybody does it that way. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of people who are just, you know, complaining and they're going to their college and they're, you know, they're not pregnant. They're not, they're not emigrating. I mean, this is still, that's a lot of struggle. I mean, you 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 obviously came from a place where, you know, it wasn't exactly respected in your community to be a girl, right? And you had something to prove. 
And your dad also was gave you the strength, right? And told you, yes, you're worth it. You're worth all of it. You're going to do it. I believe in you. You're going to do it. So he set you up from the start, obviously, to be this strong warrior woman and to come and to be able to withstand all that stuff. Because it really, that's why you can just be like, oh, we all have things. No, no, no. <laughs> you... You have more of the things that I've heard. <laughs> you do. You have a lot of things. But I think it's really like amazing and a testament to your father. I really love that he set you up that way. And he's pretty uh, cool like that. Even now, uh, if you meet him, uh, one of the few things he'll talk about is his children. He won't talk about, you know, uh, other things. He'll talk about the education. You know, he'll tell him, my daughter has two master's degrees. I mean, this is like the ultimate, you know, joy for dream come true. Yes. (laughs) All he can brag about to all his friends. He's so excited. You came out exactly what he wanted. (laughs) But now you're going to be a Bollywood actress and you're going to ruin it all. So it's going to be great. Uh, Okay. So you have said, and I love this. I'm going to quote you. You said, let that fire that burnt you move you to be someone else's guiding light. I love that. Tell me what that means for you. Well, what it means that, you know, if you had the resources or the backup to overcome the hurdles in your life, you know, to overcome the fire, the tribulations that's burning you, I think you can help other people to learn from those experiences to make their journey easier. Just because I have personally gone through any, you know, tribulation, I can't think of any other better word, but any, any struggles doesn't mean a person behind me has to go through the same struggles. Maybe I can give the examples of my journey to them so that they can learn from that. And it makes their journey easier. And it's not just for me. I think it's for every human being, not just for women. I think we need to understand all of us the essence of being human beings. I mean, we are in the end of the day, all said and done, one community. And we need to find ways how we lift the person next to us. And that doesn't mean just, you know, paying for their coffee at the Starbucks, but you know, that also counts by the way, please guys, no judgment here, but yes, we like that too, but still. But still, you know, we all need to share our experience experiences and there's no shame in that. There were times, Liz, I mean, I feel very proud of it. I actually had two pair of slacks and two shirts when I came to America and one pair of shoes. And I used to wear it, you know, wear one, wash it and wear the other uh, for, for a couple of months when, when I started my journey here, when I started my life here. And what I want to tell people, there's no shame in that. You know, it's it's okay. And we all should take pride in where we come from and where we, where we are going and helping others along the way. I hope I'm making sense. You are making sense. You're making more sense than you even probably realize. I mean, I, is that what kind of got you involved with this community? And tell me what this community of women, what is it called? And tell me like about it a little bit, but tell me also if that's the reason you got involved. There are many reasons, Um, Liz. I mean, a couple of the reasons is just, you know, growing up in a community where I feel sometimes women don't get their fair share. And especially when you have seen the other side, like what my family provided me, it's a huge contrast from what you see outside of your home. And you can understand and you can feel that unfairness. There were girls I remember in college who had to leave the college because the expectation was that they will get married now. I've heard, I've seen cases or, you know, people I knew that who were going through like 
unimaginable domestic abuse, but they were supposed to stay in the marriage because good girls, they tolerate and they adjust and they make sure that their house is not broken no matter what, you know? And somehow I feel that as a community, it's very important for us to unlearn some, some of the things, you know, uh, relationship status, intact relationship status, you know, whether you're married or whether, uh, and not just even with the spouse, even with your immediate family, relatives, friends, intact relationship status does not mean anything. In the end, what we need to look at, is it meaningful? Is it providing any value? Is it is it healthy for both individuals involved in that relationship. And I guess I feel that, you know, if something has moved me, maybe my words can move other people too. And yes. and I say it all the time. And uh, by the way, my group is called Sakhi, S-A-K-H-I. It's a Facebook group. And Sakhi means literally a female confidant, a female friend. And that's what Sakhi is. You know, we gather there. We bring our uh, struggles, we bring our wisdom, and we share it with everyone without any judgment. You know, just because my struggle is different from yours doesn't mean my struggle is more important than yours or doesn't mean my struggle is worse than yours, right? It's just bringing together women. And we also, our sisters, LGBTQ sisters who recognize themselves as women are also welcome at this point. I mean, we haven't opened it really to men per se. You know, we all come together, we discuss ideas, we discuss our struggles, we discuss our fears. And then we try to figure out what's the best solution. You know, sometimes there's a solution, sometimes there's no solution. And all you want is somebody to hear you out. And I guess that's, that's what Saki is, you know, a place where we get together and, you know, and we you try saying, to. You were saying also that some of these women don't feel like they have a voice. So here's a place. And sometimes, you know what? They may voice some things that are uncomfortable, right? I mean, sometimes when you have a group like that, some people can say some uncomfortable things, but sometimes those things need to be said. And it's good that you are providing a platform for voices to be heard because maybe mm-hmm. they're just not being heard in any other area of their life. How did you learn personally to rely and invest in yourself because that is a choice. I I've, I meet a lot of women on this podcast that are doing great things, but it, they had to give themselves permission to rely and invest in themselves. And some of them thought they couldn't rely on themselves because they just had been convinced of, of something different. And then when they realized that was a lie, <laughs> then they started to rely on themselves. But how did you come to rely and invest in yourself? I'm, the first answer that comes to my fi- my mind is baptism by fire. Just, you know, getting burnt sometimes by circumstances and by, you know, people you trust and, you know, and sometimes just the realization that I have myself, you know, if I can't love myself, you know, how can I love anyone else? If I can't invest in myself, how can I invest in anyone else? I have a social responsibility towards myself. That's what I feel that, you know, I am a human being and I matter. And before I can pour my love, my care, my attention to anyone else, I think I need to give the same attention to myself. Otherwise, I'm not being fair to me and and don't get me wrong i'm i'm not like this or oh, i'm the only person who matters and you know no but i think we all need to have that little bit of selfishness in us that while we are serving everyone else we do not ignore us i think that's enough 
you know, we don't need to go out of the way to, you know, take somebody's share for ourselves. I think that's absolutely wrong. But while we are giving out to everyone else, we need to keep a little bit for us. I think that's what my ideology is that, you know, yeah, that there's no scarcity. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Like there's, there's room at the table for everyone. So you don't have to take from somebody else. <laughs> what you can do is you can pull someone up to the table next to you and say, oh, here, please have a seat next to me. But you don't need to give up everything you're doing. And you also don't need to take someone else's. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I can give you an example is like back in India, I have seen our, you know, uh, mothers and grandmothers, they cook while everybody eats. And there have been instances when that by the time it's their turn, that special dish is done. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's finished, you know. And I think that's what I'm talking about. Cook for everyone else by all means. But when it's time to eat, sit with them on the table. I think that's what my vision of investing in yourself is. And also um, grow yourself. You know, not in the terms of just education, not in the terms of just, you know, uh, degrees or certifications, but as a human being, learn and unlearn and have that cycle. I mean, uh, I uh, tell everyone that I think I'm the epitome of vices. You know, I have, you know, too many vices that I can't even count them, right? But that doesn't mean that if I did something wrong yesterday, I keep that tagged with me for the rest of my life. You know, I need to forgive myself. I need to unlearn that. I need to learn new, better things and continue to grow as a human being. And while I'm going through that journey of learning and unlearning and shedding my vices and earning some more virtues, I need to involve other people around me so that they don't have to go through the same cycle. They can learn from my experiences. I can be the guinea pig in that experiment, right? So uh, just growing as a human being and moving forward. I love that. What do you think? I mean, you you've had how long this has this community been active? I think about three years. Okay. What would you say? Because you know, we don't know, right? Like we're learning about kind of your community and what the things they face. What are sort of sort of the the biggest problems that women in that community um are facing? What are they up against? I think the biggest one would be uh, domestic issues, you know, uh, especially co-living. Um with, with the in-laws is a very persistent theme and that's what the culture is. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, as long as everybody can exist together and love, I mean, there's more love to give if there are more people in the family, but in our community, women are getting education. They are getting empowered. They are doing, going out doing wonderful things, but somehow a section of the society is not able to meet the pace at which women are growing. So while women is here, the society is still here and they're like pulling them back. And I think that's what causes some of the challenges. And it's not the entire society. I'm just talking about a section of the society. They are growing too. And I think it's just a transitional phase. And, you know, I do feel that we will get to that point where, you know, everybody will be on the same page eventually. But that's a good point, right? Because there's a lot of you know, modern ideas and women who are becoming empowered and feeling strong and they want to do things in their community and they want to get an education and they want to, you know, further their education, get two MBAs like you, they want to go and go and go. And if they don't have the support of their family or their husband, and and it's just kind of like they have to fight against that in addition 
to whatever insecurities you have inside or just how hard it is just to get an MBA and how hard it is to find a school, pay for it, you know, all the things, right? But that if on top of that, you have a family that says, what are you doing? No, you get back in there and cook for us and do what we tell you. That's got to be really painful because, you know, when you have those dreams and goals, you know, you really want to realize them. It, it keeps you up at night. It, it's something that, you know, and then, then if when people are just kind of squashing that, that's super painful. Right. And unfortunately, it's not just a specific community. I see that section of people in every community. Like I say that there could be nuances of where every community is in terms of progress, right? But there is that section that you will find everywhere. Yes. And, and uh, thankfully, I feel I, I take a lot of pride in our gender that look what we have achieved. Yes. Irrespective of all this pushback, irrespective of all these shackles. I mean, look where we are going. I mean, Kamala Harris. <laughs> look I at can't that. even tell you how excited I am about that. Yes. No. In fact, my daughter today was, I said, who's inspiring you the most right now? She said, Kamala Harris. I said, of course, yes, that's the, your number one inspiration, right? I mean, I think she's in the minds and hearts of so many little girls right now. She's just, she's, she's taking, she took all our hopes and dreams right with her to the White House. That's what she's, she's just carrying us all with her. Uh, I know she can feel it too. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, just one more thing on that. You know, I watched the inauguration. I actually took off from work to Good. Yes. Yes. You know? and I was just so thrilled to see that how thrilled she was you know when she took her oh she was like oh, and I was oh, like so perfect <laughs> it was just the medicine I needed it really was <laughs> yeah it was beautiful but that but that's to your point nothing is going to stop this progress. Nothing is going to stop this progress. So it really, it's really just more, you know, figuring out a way to keep going, getting that support, having someone say, keep going, you're going to do it. I have single girlfriends right now. I tell them all the time, oh, just find your Douglas Emhoff, just like Kamala did. Look, she found somebody that really wanted her to do all the things. So you just got to find your Douglas Emhoff. You know, it's true though, you know, like there are men that are very proud of their wives and proud of their girlfriends and want them to do all the big things and the great things that they want to do. And you just have to find men that are, you know, that are like that. But sometimes in different communities, you're right. There's some, some old stuff going on and they still want to carry it on, but these women are going to go either way. Yes. And these women one, are going to make it happen. They will make it happen. Absolutely. And there's one more aspect to that. I think before we even go out, I think us women, we need to start looking inside ourselves and find that strength. I mean, uh, I think it's high time. We all stop looking for that strength outside. I need to be my own best friend before I rely on anyone else. Because if I can't do that, it, it's not going to work. You yeah. know, that. yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I know, I agree. Wait, how can we get involved or how can we help? Like, how can we help with what you're doing? So Liz, I mean, at this point, I'm the only admin and, you know, I want to see how I expand this, right? At the same time, I don't have time. I have two young children. You know, I have a full-time job. It's hard, but I do feel that in a couple of years, you know, I let it grow organically at this point. At couple of in a couple of years, maybe you know, having a, a more um, definitive nonprofit when I have the resources and time and 
you know, the, the capability to support that, maybe we can do that. You know, maybe we can go out and start campaigns on uh, how to educate our women. You know, for example, technology is a big gap right now. You know, we feel that, I mean, I hear it all the time. Finance is a big gap now at this point. I mean, I hear women who say that I can't do my taxes. You know, my, my husband does that. I mean, and I think it's, it's um, nice and cute, but it could be very dangerous as well when you are completely depending on someone else for, you know, the basic things, basic needs of your life, you yeah. know, and, uh, and it's not just with one gender, it's with the other gender too, like my older one who's in high school, I give him a hard time all the time that learn to cook, you should not depend on any other person to give you food to stay alive, you know, you should be able to, uh, you know, cook for yourself, make sure your room is clean, the basic needs, I think both genders need to realize that we need to have the ability to take care of our, ourselves at a grassroots level, whether it's, you know, being able to uh, submit an application online or, you know, interview skills, basic uh, bookkeeping skills. And I think, you know, eventually I would love to start a program where we go in the, uh, you know, uh, communities, I mean, not so privileged communities and teach our girls that, you know, this is the 101, you know, maybe we can make it life hacks 101, you know, how to uh, balance your books, how to, uh, you know, use computers at a basic level, Microsoft Word, Microsoft, Excel, like, you know, very basic IT skills. And I think uh, I would like to do that sometime in my life. I'm not sure when, how, but... Uh, well, maybe someone's going to hear this podcast and want to come alongside you, or or maybe they're going to want to volunteer in your community and, and help with something, um, so we'll put your information just so people can get in contact with you because they may have something they can offer. We never know, right? We never know what's going to come up these things. Um, so tell me what's next for you. What are you working on? Are you working on anything? Are you, I mean, I know you're going to expand this group. You're going to let it kind of, well, you're going to let it expand. You're going to let it unfold. You're going to keep working in there and keep helping, but anything else, anything else on the horizon for you? Um, personally, I keep doing things, you know, uh, um, I'm a big um, fan of getting certifications <laughs> and some of these certifications has like probably no relationship to what I'm doing, but I like to learn, you know, I like to get new skills and make sure that, you know, I stay relevant in the current times. And um, I think, you know, just getting my older one to college is my next. That's a big goal. Yes, it's a big goal. Uh, and I think I am uh, instilling the fear of God in him that, you know, if he doesn't go to college, <laughs> this is the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, you're to your dad. You're like, you're going. It's not even an option. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, we're now down to the speed round questions. It's my favorite time. My favorite time of the whole podcast. It's party yes. time. What is your cocktail of choice? Cosmopolitan. <laughs> of course it is. You can see how fabulous she is with these earrings. She's even got her like fancy high heels on. Of course it's a cosmopolitan. <laughs> that's not even, of course. Okay. Do you have to show my heels too? Yeah, go show them. Kick, kick them up. <laughs> She's taking the heel off. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's a <laughs> Louboutins. I see the red sole. Okay. What is a mantra or quote you live by? Um, it is... Uh, they tried to bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. Oh, <laughs> wow. 
That is a really good one. I love that one. Okay. Tell us one thing you do every day that sets you up for success. Um, I meditate. This is like a thing. This is every single woman that comes on this podcast tells me that I'm meditating. I can't believe how many people. This is it, apparently. So how, okay, how do you do it? Is it a long time? Like, what do you do when you wake up? No, I just sit on the couch and close my eyes and nothing fancy. In fact, I'm in my, uh, you know, ridiculously worn out pajamas. And, you know, if uh, somebody from outside sees me, probably they'll think I'm sleeping or just trying to be lazy. (laughs) But I just close my eyes and try to shut down all the noises and focus on me and focus on my well-being and, you know, just hope and pray um, from the energy in the universe that, you know, I hope I continue to um, gain strength and continue to move forward. I love that. I love that. Okay. What makes you feel unstoppable? Um, I think my spirit animal is Phoenix. And every time I feel that I'm burning down, I know that I'm going to rise again. And just that, you know, visual um, or, you know, just that feeling that I can overcome has helped me a lot. I love that. That's a great idea to have sort of a symbol, right? That inspires you. I love that. I love that. Um, What are you most proud of? Um, I'm very proud that my dad is proud of me. (laughs) And it's, it's funny that even with like Saki, you know, he's 83 years old and, you know, he keeps asking me, Oh, what's going on with your group? You know, what are you doing? So uh, I'm glad that even outside of my career and my education with my, you know, outside of work, uh, nonprofit efforts, he's, he's taking pride in that. So that's so sweet that he's, he's like looking at you and asking you about yourself. What a good dad. Oh my goodness. What is most exciting you? What's exciting you the most right now? Um, to be on this podcast (laughs) because you know number one I'm talking to you and Liz you are so fabulous second I get to dress up and I think I am just so excited about this you know what that's women love to dress up for each other don't we I don't know what it is but we because we appreciate it we look at each other go you look so cute I love that yes Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Well, I was so excited to have you on today and I can't thank you enough. And and I really, 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 I'm so glad we kind of connected and, and that you agreed to come on because I really, we've talked about this a little bit, but it's so important to me to learn about people doing different things in other communities that I would never know about otherwise. And I'm so appreciative that you're sharing all this wisdom because I think it is such wisdom, you know, about kind of how you grew up and and what you tell yourself and how you get through the hard things because we all need to know that. We all need to know, you know, we all go through hard things, but we need to know how did she do it? How did she get through her hard things? So I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Liz. And I do want to say this to anyone who's, you know, listening to this and probably, you know, uh, thinking about all the words. I struggle too. I mean, there are times when I'm rolled up in my bed and, you know, just thinking, I mean, with a glass of Merlot in my hand. Uh, no, it doesn't happen very often, but, but <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say that there are times when we struggle. I mean, I doubt myself all the time. I, you know, uh, judge my own self, you know, my hair is bad or, you know, or whatever, you know, in multiple ways. But I think we all need to stop 
those thoughts. We need to physically tell ourselves, like, stop. You know, we are a complete human being and we are as capable as anyone next to us. And we just need to find our inner strength and we need to keep going. We just need to keep going. I think that that is the long and short of it, that don't give up, keep investing in yourself, keep believing in yourself. And, you know, we will get there together, all of us. Yes, we're one community and the investing of your, in yourself, that never stops, right? Never At stops. every age, you need to even invest more, I feel, in yourself, right? In your health and your wellness and your education and, and, and keeping yourself going like that, getting all these certifications and whatever you're getting is keeping that mind so sharp. It's so smart of you to never tire of that and to get those different things because it's true. It just expands your mind and keeps you going and gives you a new goal to reach for. And it's amazing. So I'm, I'm, I love that. I love that. Thank you. All right. One thing I want to say, I think you are doing such a fabulous job and I've, you know, said it in multiple ways, but I want to say it again um, on the camera right here that, you know, we all can do, you know, things for ourselves, you know, we all are capable of doing it, but taking out your time, doing something for others, I think it's commendable. So congratulations and kudos and not just you are, you know, contributing to the society, you're also bringing the best out of all of us. So I think it's it's a huge achievement. And I just want to congratulate you and, you know, give you kudos that more of us need to come out and, you know, ask our other fellow women to tell us what they're good at, talk about their strengths so that they feel good about their, themselves and we can encourage others as well. So I, I think this is absolutely commendable. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Oh my gosh, you're going to make me start crying. I love you, Minder. I'm so glad we did this. It's like, really, you've made my whole day. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you everyone for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.